It'll be months before the costs of Superstorm Sandy are tallied, but estimates currently range to 50 or $60 billion or even more. Insurance companies will pick up the tab for part of that, and they're paying attention when scientists say climate change will increase the severity of storms. Steve Dishart used to manage communications for Zurich-based Swiss Re, a company that's part of the large reinsurance industry. Insurance companies manage their risks by buying policies against catastrophic loss from reinsurers. We reached Dishart at his home in Westchester County, just north of New York City, where, after the storm, he's got no electricity or heat. Well, I'm missing heat, but fortunately I've got a wood-burning stove, so I'm sitting in front of a wood burner talking to you on my cell phone. This is the second time in exactly 12 months I've had to do the same thing. You know, we had the storm last year with the heavy snow that brought the trees down, that brought the power down, and now a year later we're dealing with it again. Now, Steve, it's too early, of course, to really know, but how big a deal is this superstorm, Sandy? The two largest losses uh, in terms of weather have been Hurricane Andrew and Hurricane Katrina. I think this is going to be somewhere in between. Uh, It's hard to tell right now what the loss will be, but you have to think about all the losses related to flooding, in particular with homes uh, all up and down the East Coast. There's also business loss interruption, which, of course, will be significant because we have uh, one of the largest commercial regions in the country. So we're talking a very large impact and one of the most significant in our country's history. But in the long run, uh, I think the more important impact is on our thought process with regard to climate change. What's the consensus in the insurance industry about climate change? I don't want to speak for the entire industry, but I think there is a view within the reinsurance industry that climate change will continue to have an impact and continue to increase. And it's not just about global warming. The issue is volatility and severity with regards to the climate. And that is what's changing, and that's what we need to prepare for. Volatility, you mean that things just change rapidly? I mean that we have more events more often. They're more severe. The floods are increased, and the droughts are increased as well. This is a matter of climate change. It is happening, and it is a reality. The fact that some people don't want to buy into human contribution to climate change, to me, is unfortunate but irrelevant. Climate is changing. There is tremendous agreement among scientists that it is changing, and we're beyond the point now where we can adjust and try to dampen the impact. In fact, uh, sadly, we need to face the concept of adaptation. Does this increase in in the frequency and severity of these storms affect the ability of of your industry to write policies? Uh, It certainly affects the pricing of policies. When you look at a situation and people want to get insurance, you have to say, well, what does that cost? You know, should we be subsidizing through the government or through other means people who uh, desire to live out on an island or out somewhere that's more vulnerable? uh, Or should they be paying a higher rate or not be insured and be able to self-insure? So uh, Munich Re recently put out a report uh, just two weeks before this storm that was entitled Severe Weather in North America, writing, and let me quote them here, nowhere in the world is the rising number of natural catastrophes more evident than in North America. The study shows a nearly quintupled number of weather-related loss events in North America for the past three decades compared to an increased factor of four in Asia and two in Europe. Why do you think we're seeing more climate-related natural catastrophes in North America than other parts of the world? 
Well, keep in mind, particularly when it comes to hurricane, that one of the generators of hurricane is warm water. And we look at the Gulf of Mexico, we look at the hurricane generator, the warm water there. Uh, we also have extreme penetration of insurance in North America, which also increases the loss rates. If you took a map of North America and you looked at migration over the last 30 to 40 years, and then you took a map and looked at the most severe events, it appears that North Americans like to move where disasters happen. So we have had all these events in Florida, along the Gulf, in California, and we have the most dense population that we can uh, move into those areas. And the unfortunate thing is, Steve, that we don't see the tremendous losses when we look at third world countries because, tragically, tourist areas in Nicaragua, in Dominican Republic, in Haiti, uh, don't have the housing, don't have the protection that we have here. So they don't have the insurance that we have in the United States and other parts of North America. Yeah, there's a saying that uh, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, what do you think the crisis that's been brought on by Superstorm Sandy, what's the benefit that could come out of this? Well, the benefit is that I've heard Mayor Bloomberg in New York City, I've heard Governor Cuomo talk about climate change in an atmosphere where people are listening. Perhaps there is a learning moment for us here to realize that climate change is happening that we cannot protect everybody from every potential risk, and that we need to uh, prepare for what may happen in the future. Steve Dishart is uh, a former managing director of communications for Zurich-based Swiss Re, and now teaches at Baruch College in New York. Thank you so much, sir. My pleasure, Steve. Good to be with you. Just ahead, when the ocean turns angry, should we enlist a bivalve to help protect New York City? Stay tuned to Living on Earth.